No, I'm muted. Oh, am I there now? I hear you. Okay, I hear you too. <laughs> I, I wonder if that had something to do with me because I had a microphone plugged in, but yeah, you, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad I can hear you now. Yes, me too. Thank you for coming on. I, you are my seventh guest and my first girl guest besides my three-year-old niece. Oh, thank you. I am honored. <laughs> uh, that's, she couldn't talk much, so I'm sure you can talk more than her. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. You know more words than her. And um, that's what I don't want to ask you any questions you've been asked before, but if anyone wants to learn more about you, that's obviously listen to your podcast, but you were a great guest on um, Tom Haley's podcast, Bluegrass Region and Voices. Mm -hmm. um, that's yeah. what I loved, like hearing you grow up and like moving a lot and your interest in like art, photography and hearing about um, the little what were the things the horses yeah <laughs> your hands that was like so fascinating that I could just like only imagine that happening um that was really cool hearing about that yeah it's it's a vivid memory that's for sure <laughs> that's what I bet it was um if you want to uh, um give a promo of your podcast I'd like to hear it and that's what I think the name of your podcast is cool and the idea you have of the appetizer, entree, dessert, like all of that was cool. Well, thank you. Yeah, I have the, the Foodies Reviewing Movies podcast and uh, pretty much each episode, a couple friends and I get together. We talk about two topics that are near and dear to our hearts and stomach, which is food and movies. And I literally just use the intro to my podcast for <laughs> for that because I have it memorized at this point. Uh, but pretty much it was a way because during COVID, so many of us were isolated and so many of us felt alone. I mean, I spent 28 days without seeing anyone else I knew. That's crazy. I yeah, I started to cabin fever started to happen. I was like the Muppets in the movie when they're like, we got cabin fever. It was definitely, it was happening over here. So uh, yeah, I, I ended up having a friend of mine who's also part of the Lexington podcasters, which I know we'll talk about at some point. Uh, Leo, he also goes by James on that podcast. And um, he and I are friends from college. So we've known each other since about, mm, I'd say 2008, 2009-ish. And uh, he and two of our other friends from college started a podcast and it just sort of made me feel like I was getting to sit there and have a conversation with a few of my friends. I maybe wasn't inputting anything, but I felt like I was part of the conversation and I was like, okay, this is a great way to be able to sort of reconnect. And so when things were able to start be a little safer and we were able to start seeing each other, that's when... I started to, to do the podcast. And so I always have two things that come to mind. I always want people to walk away with one learning a new piece of trivia because, you know, who doesn't want to tell this fun fact over dinner or something with some friends and sort of get to impress people, you know? <laughs> and, yeah. And, and I'm doing trivia at restaurants now anyway, so they probably need it. <laughs> exactly. I'm just arming you with some details for your upcoming trivia, you know? <laughs> And the second thing is to make people laugh because that's what we all need more of in our lives. There's a lot of negativity that can really bring you down. And at the end of the day, 
podcasting is supposed to be able like a movie an escape you know and that's that's what i'm here for is to help you do that so that's i've been in a harry potty potter uh like phase for like the two past two days i'm on this i need to watch the seventh part one and two that's those are my next one but i've watched like five movies like in the past two days that's like my escape that's my thing and that's what that's why i'm so i mean i love food too obviously i love food and movies and that's like (laughs) the perfect like podcast to listen to if you want either of those and to like learn more about movies that's it my family is like Trivial Pursuit is like our favorite game and that's all we talk about is movies and TV so yeah. when I don't know stuff because I'm younger like I listening to your podcast it helps me learn more about them yeah oh cool yeah. I'm glad to hear that yeah um yeah we met from Lexington Podcasters Group and that's been such a great group to get to know I mean other people with podcasts in Lexington but so you have been so nice to me and Leo York too. I hope he can be on my podcast too one day. Like that would be so cool. Yeah, I'm sure he'd be happy to. You know, that's that's the one thing is um this is a community. Like that's the great part. I joined, I guess it was about three years ago, two, three years ago now, um, which is hard to believe because time is just fleeting at this point. But uh <laughs> Yeah, it was this nice little group of people where initially before COVID happened, it sounded like it was um, where the numbers are now, uh, but it shrunk a little bit because people were afraid to to go out and to socialize, you know, even if it was outside sometimes. And so I joined back in when things were very, very small. There was only a few group members and then people started to come back and it was revitalized and then you joined and um we, we want to aim to help each other. That's what this is. You know, it's, it's not a competition, but it's a community and that's important. Yeah. The, it's a good, uh, like to have that creative outlet and that like, I've never like been a part of a group that like supported each other's like creative outlets, like, like this one. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. It's, that's what we want to hear from people. You know, that's what I get out of it. You know, it's, it's important for all of us because we all need some kind of support at some point, you know? Yeah. Um, that's what I heard from Tom's podcast that there was a potential, um, and another like big meetup. That's why I'm wearing my podfest shirt. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you I are. I love how comfy it is and like how big it is. It's so soft. Um, yeah, I'm not wearing the same shirt. I'm wearing a Lexington Sporting Club shirt today, but uh, yeah, that one is is pretty much just as soft as this one. They're, they're great. Uh, yeah, we're we're gonna try and do something. Um, you know, possibly in the, within the next year or so. We had uh, for anyone who's not familiar with Podfest, which is on your shirt currently. So Podfest is a organization repping an organization out of Orlando, Florida, and Tampa, Florida, and they hold it in Orlando annually uh, toward the end of January. And they actually just celebrated their tenth year, uh, which is really fantastic. And they usually have an average of about 2000 people that show up and they're people from all over the world and they go just to talk about podcasting. Mm-hmm. And um, I've not yet gone. I am going to try and go next year since there's a lot of creative projects I'm a part of that will, I think, really benefit from me going. So um, it's it's a really cool environment from what I've heard we've mentioned Leo now twice this is the third time so he's been he's been down there for years uh he's gone and he's always coming back with 
more information, more people he's met. So we want to do that here in Kentucky. We want to create a like regional version of that here for people who are in Kentucky, but also the bordering states within a, you know, a small driving distance, not like a full day and a half drive. But um, we were able to meet with the, the PodFest people back in November mm-hmm. in Port Park with them and they were very nice Chris mm-hmm. Hermistos. yeah yeah and you pronounced that way better than I did <laughs> I don't know if I did but seeing it in my head I'm like I think that's how it is I don't know yeah we'll go with it um yeah, <laughs> yeah. and so yeah we, we want to sort of um you know not provide the exact same thing, but want to provide more locally focused and locally supportive. So we we want to have some people who have had podcasts here in the region for a while talk mm-hmm. about things. Everyone from experts and veterans like Tom to um, you know people who are newer like you, and that way we can we can help each other continue to grow. There's always room to learn and that's just what these experiences are about is learning about the craft and about yourself, you know? That's what I love about podcasting. Like I learn more about myself each episode and then like getting to talk to people, like obviously learning each time I talk to a different person and meeting people, that's um that's really what I love about it and I'm sure they talk all about that at Podfest and um, this one yeah I had some questions for you and one of them was uh, what's a movie you could watch over and over again and never get tired of so that is a very hard question for someone who loves movies but I I was in the Harry Potter phase for a for a hot minute my mom perpetually is um funny thing about that sidestepping for a second before I give you my answer my mom uh was part of that that situation where um I don't know if you were even born yet or not uh when I was in seventh grade sixth grade the Harry Potter movies came out and um maybe I was even a little younger than that it may have been like fifth grade (laughs) yeah the first one and there was this situation that happened where parents were like oh this is promoting the devil or witchcraft and wizardry to hurt people and that's not at all what it was and my mom was my principal at a private school and had parents coming and showing her like passages from the book and she was not reading the whole thing so she's like you can't watch it so I snuck into the house one day and made her watch it I skipped through the credits so she didn't know what movie it was until halfway through and my dad and her were like oh my god this is such a great movie and I'm like guess what it's Harry Potter so wow yeah, you're welcome, Mom. <laughs> that is so smart of you at that age, like, and that's a like that is such a good way to like trick them. Mm-hmm. My mom was like that too, like hearing from other people that how it's bad and everything. But I mean, they talk about the dark arts and how you should use the light mm-hmm. or the light magic. Like, if you just focus on that part instead of all the negative parts, like metaphor for life. But like, that's really what what it is. Like, they're Harry's not into the dark art. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, he's, he's he's sort of like that purveyor of the light, you know? So, yeah, yeah it, it's all about perspective and you can sort of, you know, finagle anything the way you want to make it positive or negative, you know? Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously Harry Potter is like huge. Like my siblings have been, I always felt, um, it always made fun of me because like I never actually read the books or watched the movies or 
was into it but like I was younger I'm not into reading like yeah so like and they just made fun of me and it made me kind of not want to watch it but I went to Harry Potter world when it like first opened and that's what I remember like I thought I thought it was cool even though I wasn't really into it I had looked up to my siblings but they all made fun of me but um like I remember getting they all three got wands and um then I'm like crying because I feel left out Aww. I ended up like I picked the elder wand like Dumbledore's <laughs> wand and um like I, my sister's stolen it from me but they're like <laughs> the elder one like blah 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 but <laughs> I don't know I was taking like the house quizzes this morning mm-hmm. what are you which house uh I took it once well I took it in, in high school it said Ravenclaw I took it this morning and I hate that they asked like dawn or dusk and yeah. I regret I regretted my answers um because I said morning I'm really not like a morning person and then it said white or black I'm like uh, this it was stressing me out yeah so at first it gave me Hufflepuff mm-hmm. and then I felt bad for the owl because um like I love owls but then I'm like I hate cages so I chose mm-hmm. cat so like I think the second one was more accurate and that's a Gryffindor so okay yeah I've gotten I've gotten Gryffindor in the past when I was younger I did it a couple of times like through different phases of life started mm-hmm. Gryffindor went to Slytherin at one point and now I'm a Hufflepuff and I've stayed a Hufflepuff so uh, I think that's where I'm supposed yeah. to be so. <laughs> that's what it was at first for me it said Hufflepuff but that's what the light and dark and the dawn and dust that really tripped me up I think the I'll take Gryffindor like I felt that was a little more accurate I don't know but yeah. that's my sister says she's taken it several times and we keep saying Slytherin and I'm like ooh, <laughs> I'm like, can I trust you right <laughs> oh god they're so like good all of them though yeah they're, they're so good and and that is like it was one of the first thing that came to mind for me but then I was like oh what well, there's like you know there's so many movies and finally I landed on a different one okay which is Free Guy if you haven't seen it that I did see it last year it is really good I told other people to watch it after I watched it because I was like I mean it was good on different levels of good like yeah it's Ryan Reynolds I mean you got me there you know immediately I'm like yep and then you got you know Joe Curie who's in Stranger Things you got uh mm-hmm. you know Takeda Waikiti who is in you know several Marvel things he was uh mm-hmm. the guy who originally was in um what we do in the shadows the cast is great the graphics are great that's it and the mariah carey part like (laughs) i think i've been obsessed with that song for like a while after i know right it brought it back 100 percent. it's still a vibe like i will dance to that now (laughs) it's it's just such a perfect movie like i honestly (sighs) disney plus probably is like oh it's the weekend because what i do on the weekends is friday and saturday night i typically will put that on before like while i'm going to sleep and then put a timer on so the tv turns off Uh, and it stops playing and i fall asleep to it and so i actually did that last night (laughs) because i'm like oh i already know it it's it's a fun movie it's not scary in any way it's very innocent you know it's just a fun time so i you know fall asleep pretty quick (laughs) which is nice i like that that's like a good uh, thing that's what i used to always fall asleep to tv too but it'd be like it's always sunny in philadelphia so yeah 
<laughs> I actually have a friend who fell asleep when her husband was watching that. And it was a part where I think it was Charlie and Max started yelling at each other back and forth. She woke up and she's like, what are you watching? She didn't what? know. Screaming. She had no idea what he was watching. She just like woke up, opened up one eye and was like, why are they yelling? She got like startled awake. It was hilarious. I bet she started laughing after because uh, I don't know. In the morning she was in the middle of her like nap on the couch. She was not. So. <laughs> uh, uh, Freak out the romantic part. Like mm-hmm. I just I loved how that like all went together. But uh, yes, yes. It's just it's it's a movie that also sort of makes you think about you know yourself in a lot of ways too. Yeah, that's those are the best ones. Mm-hmm. I had but, um. Were you going to say something? I was just saying, it's it's a great escape, but it's also a good reflection piece as well. Yeah. That's what it said that is on Disney+. Plus. I don't have Disney+. Plus. I wish I did. Yeah, I, I'm i using the login from someone else. Um. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me. <laughs> but, after, but then they might catch on. So and <laughs> change the password. I don't want them to do that to you. <laughs> thank you <laughs> that's what i do watch like uh, someone when they ask me to watch their dog like i only look forward to the disney plus like i i don't know that's like a nice to have so many like options <laughs> it, it's great because you can go and have like a, a nice little reminiscing walking down you know your childhood oh. alley kind of thing and just get to be a kid for a little while again which is nice i know um my other I love asking people like what their favorite color and what their favorite number is I just I find it interesting yes so favorite color has always been blue but it's always like a dark like royal blue Mm. Um, I like really deep colors I like a really dark purple I like dark red it's always dark and rich colored which is interesting I remember you telling me this now um I don't know how or why it got brought up, but maybe I asked it randomly. I asked like these questions, like I find it interesting. Like I remember you telling me now and I, I thought it was cool. Cause it's like, um, just like, I think of like dark Ruby, dark Royal colors. Mm-hmm. Like that's cool to me. Yeah. Um, yeah favorite number. Uh, it's between two. I finally settled on one. The number's 10 and the number's 12. And I don't, know where 12 came from um but i just liked it number 10 my birthday is on march 10th so i think that's where 10 came from but um i played basketball when i played back when i was younger in both numbers the number 12 it just sort of i it like won over this time Mm -hmm. it's that's where i'm in my 12 phase instead of my 10 phase i guess i don't know but yeah that's what i think of 12 as like a very like encompassing number like are there 12 disciples? I don't know. But like, there's also like 12, like the Zodiac and there's yeah, like- Yeah, I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah, there's both like very like end all, be all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's interesting. That's, um, oh, my other question was like, if you were on an island and you had like three restaurants you could choose in a food court, what would they be? By the way, I just want to compliment you because like you gave me these questions in advance and I was like, these are some really great questions. Really? Um, 
three restaurants that I would choose. So um, I'm going to go in an interesting order here from most current to least. So by that, I'm meaning the time period. I always think of things in terms of memory where it has some meaningful to me. So for example, 610 Magnolia, that's out of Louisville. It is a tasting menu. Um, I did an episode on that. Tom's podcast. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I talked a little bit about there. I also have an episode involving that um, that had, I think that was the Ratatouille episode. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to be possibly doing it again as well. So um, maybe, maybe a sneak peek here coming up. But, uh, so 610 Magnolia, it's, it's done by Chef Edward Lee. He was on Top Chef um, in one of the, I think it was like season 10 or something like that. And it's really good. Just really good tasting menu. You know, my boyfriend lives in Louisville, so I need to get him to take me there or something. Yeah, that's, it's a, it's a definitely a very special kind of, you know, place. Um, it is not cheap, um, but I got, got very lucky because a friend of mine actually had gotten a, a job and um, he ended up treating a couple of us to go because he's like, I've never got to make just really crazy expensive, like stupid choices. And he's like, I want to go to a tasting, you know, restaurant. So this is what I'm going to do. So, um, and then we went again last year, uh, cause we go for our annual fancy pants dinner as we call it. And, uh, we went again last year. Yeah. So it was really great. So that would, that would be my first one. And it would be from the first time I went because it was just like this whole new experience. I didn't know what to expect with it um the second one would be uh yoshi's japanese restaurant yoshi was this gentleman who who owned it and he and his wife ended up going back to japan prior to her dying she was getting really sick and um was was getting ready to pass away so they wanted to be surrounded by family be back home you know so um that was a place that was open before i was born my mom ate there when she was pregnant and uh, it's just, they had the best sushi rolls. The miso soup was great. They had this really interesting like side dish. It had, it was like a pasta salad, but not, it was really interesting. It was like long noodles too. Yeah. Didn't expect that. Um, but yeah, I would, I would take that from like, I'd say 2004, 2004 Yoshi's and then um the third one would be 1990s Stevie B's which is a um I, I don't know what it's like now because I mean it's been a long time over 20 years since I ate there but it was this little just hole in the wall at the time of a rib a rib place and so they had the best barbecue sauce and shoestring fries and there's always this really nice charcoal that came on the the ribs. Mm. Amazing. I'm salivating. I'm currently I know. salivating. <laughs> <laughs> what is a tasting menu? Is that where they have like small stuff or do they change the menu every day? Um, yeah, so it's actually sort of a combination of both. A tasting menu, at least for 610, it's smaller dishes and oh. you're getting about, I think it's like six, five or six courses and um they do change it seasonally so at 610 they'll have it for like three or four months and then they'll move to another menu so it's oh. never the same huh yeah. yeah they all sounded really good especially the ribs at the <laughs> well even the japanese food like i don't um go to japanese food 
I didn't growing up because my parents didn't like it. And usually if your parents don't like it, they're probably not going to take you to go out and eat. So I never had Chinese or Japanese. And then like, I do like it. I like, I like sushi and I like that stuff. Yeah. And I, ne I never liked ribs, but now I do. That's what I was thinking of a question earlier. I didn't write down, but like, is, have your taste buds changed from a kid to as an adult? Like, did you not like anything and then you did like something or vice versa? That's a good question too. Um, so I was an interesting child. Um, <laughs> you know, it's gonna be good when someone starts off that way. I would, as a kid, my mom would cool off a piece of asparagus after it was done cooking and give it to me and I'd walk around the house eating it. Really? Yeah, as like a toddler. I don't know of any other toddler that's like, mm, yeah, asparagus is great. Um, but my, ta my taste buds have slightly changed over time. Not too much. I've always been a pretty open eater. I'm usually, um, I'm willing to give things a shot at least once or twice. Um, there's certain things though I will not eat. Uh, for example, chicken's feet. Not going to do chicken's feet. Oh yeah, or any really any kind of feet of any kind. Um, pig's feet, pig's feet. Don't want it. Don't need it. Pickled things, not the biggest fan of. Like I like a pickle. I like jalapenos. Me too. I could go for beets. I prefer fresh beets over you know like pickled. Okay. I don't want no feet. I don't want no eyeballs. None of that. <laughs> I think I agree with you there like maybe I'll try it once to say I did but mm -hmm. like I that that is fascinating people eat the like darnest things like whoever thought of eating an eyeball or a foot like what the only thing I can think of is maybe like because there are certain cultures that do actively still eat things like that mm -hmm. I think maybe for some of the cultures it was sort of a way of them giving thanks to the animal for dying so they used everything oh. um i was listening to something recently yes okay so it was the off menu podcast yeah. and that's actually sidestepping there partially where i got some of my inspiration from for my podcast because they have it set up as your dream meal and so they have an appetizer or, you know, they, they call it a starter. They have sparkling or still water and, and so on and so forth. And so it's sort of where I got some inspiration for my setup. But um, there was a gentleman who's speaking on the last episode that came out and he was talking about when they would, um, you know, end up having an animal that they would have to slaughter and eat. They would even use like the ligaments for instruments and stuff like you know, I appreciate them not wasting, but don't know how much I want to play a ligament string myself. So <laughs> that is funny. That so they try to use like every part of the animal. Uh, I can I can understand where they're coming from. Yeah, but I heard you talk about that podcast on Tom's too. Mm -hmm. So fun one. Just two British comedians. You know, actually, really. The two top podcasts I listened to were that one and uh, Parenting Hell, which is also two British comedians. Um, they're British comedian dads. So if you have kids, you need to listen to that because there are so many ideas that are shared. There's so many hardships that are shared. Like 
they get fan mail written in and the fans are like i don't feel alone in parenting because of your podcast hearing other people do stupid things has made me feel less bad about the things i've done so i don't have kids <laughs> this podcast is partially birth control <laughs> that's funny hmm. I, I need to tell my siblings to listen to that yeah. um, I also on Tom's podcast you mentioned like sharing mistakes with people mm-hmm. I um I mean I feel like I do that on my podcast I really like that and I feel like more people should because we can all learn from each other like writing into all that we can definitely all learn from each other mm-hmm. um what was my oh did you do you have a specific mistake you've made that you would want to tell other people not to make uh yeah I'll get deep with you here for a second because uh this is what you're about I feel like is is just yeah. really getting to the to the quick of things so um my my mistake would be uh the choice in men I've had I'm, I'm kidding and I'm not at the same time um it's more so my choice in people in the past um I did not until about two years ago really have much self-worth. I was someone who um, did not care for myself like I needed to, who didn't think very much of myself, who like people would be like, oh, you're this and you're that and you're this. And I'm like, I just, I don't see it. I'm like, I don't know why people hang out. Like, you know, it was just all of these really negative intrusive thoughts. And, um, you know, part of that is, is depression. Part of that is anxiety. Part of that is PTSD, you know? And so, um, all of these little things, eventually they culminate and they make something much bigger than themselves to make things hard. But I surrounded myself with people who either were in a very same, like unhealthy emotional state, weren't working on themselves. People that I surrounded myself with were people I were not I would not try and grow toward being like, they weren't going to help me become a better version of myself. And at the end of the day, if anything, it was making me be stagnant. And so whether it was men or it was, it was women I was being friends with or, you know, whatever, I just made some sometimes really unintelligent and unsafe decisions. You know, we all sort of have like this moment where we're like, oh man, I'm glad I didn't get really hurt or I'm glad I didn't get murdered. I got one of those. And, you know, it's like, all you can do is learn from it because, you know, eventually you will learn one way or another. Sometimes it takes hitting rock bottom. Um, I think I've hit rock bottom twice, once in my early twenties and then about at age 30. Uh, now here I am at almost 35. And, uh, you know, I've, I've finally have gotten to the point where I I'm like, yeah, no, I feel more confident. I'm believing in myself more. I'm caring for myself more. And that's something a lot of us struggle to do. It's a very hard, hard thing. And so I think just the mistake of not trusting myself too, and, and being someone who was not someone maybe I would want to trust. Like I just didn't have, it's interesting. My therapist talks to me about this. We all have a built-in alarm system to an extent. And my wires somehow didn't completely like cross correctly. And so I could see where someone would tell me, oh, well, if I went and did this, I'd be like, are you a maniac? What are you doing? You know, but I wouldn't really care if I went and did something that maybe was a little questionable. And so it's like, I've not done anything completely insane or anything like that, but just maybe was hanging around people that 
didn't have my best interest in mind, you know? So that, that's my, my big one <laughs> that I would be good, which I'm really probably the biggest mistake that I do have, you know, cause it's been, it's been lifelong just choosing people and learning who's the right type of person to have around, you know? That's, I would, you summed it up really good. Cause I feel like mine's the same. And I feel like that's what we connected on that. Um, last time I saw you in person, especially um but you summed it up really good and like with the our why we do have a built-in intuition and then it gets messed up and then we start like trusting things we shouldn't trust and it's like completely like opposite and then we become like our worst enemy basically and then we have to like decondition go to therapy think about it talk about it and accept that we can't turn back time um which like is important to us and we should value our time and ourselves like we're the only self we got yeah but you ended up really good I, I like yeah. how you ended up yeah and, and there's a there's a, a musician I more recently came across um his name is Ren R-E-N he's out of England I think I mentioned him to you last time we spoke yeah. there's a song he has called Hi Ren and it's about almost 10 minutes long and he's playing acoustic guitar lo- like in the video it's like a one shot kind of situation. So it's all live. And he does this like rap kind of vocalization, which is really interesting. And you may not expect initially from him just looking at him, but he talks in like versions of himself to himself during the song. So there's the the whole like devil on the shoulder and then like the depression part and like all of this. But at the end, the reason why I brought this up, besides for it being an amazing lyrical song like it's fifteen thousand stories in 10 minutes um there's a line he has at the end where he says i must not forget we must not forget that we're human and that's something we forget a lot that's something my therapist has brought up to me too many times she's like you're not a machine what are you doing you're a person you will make mistakes you will not meet expectations and it is okay, you know? That's, that is such a good point. That's what I had it, that I had like human being in my YouTube bio. Like, I think I took it out like a few days ago, but like, it was such a good reminder for me. And it still is to like, I mean, I'm not perfect and we are here to make mistakes. Like if we were perfect, like we wouldn't be here. Like we would be dead or in heaven or like, I don't know. Like the earth is where everyone makes mistakes. Yeah. I, that's um my I you also talked you've brought it up to me before and you talked about it a little bit on the podcast the nonprofit you have and I think that's like it's just cool like the storytelling idea that's such yeah. a good yeah we're in the process of filing for a nonprofit status and um you know we're we're getting really excited to really get it up and off the ground running but pretty much without giving away too much before we're actually like fully established sort of like I did on Tom's podcast too is we are focusing on preserving Kentucky's history through oral and written story and um there's so many people who don't have a voice who don't have a chance to share their story that's absolutely fascinating and educational and just like i'm talking to you about oh well i've heard this song that just this 
person's story from across the pond. You know, it's the same thing. There's someone in Appalachia who will share their story of hardship and be able to inspire people and um, help people who are around the world understand our neck of the woods a little little more too so we're wanting to not just have it for Kentucky but also for the world to be able to experience and get to see too so um, we're also going to have a big focus on mental health which storytelling journaling that's all a big portion of of therapy and um and mental health so uh we're we're really excited it's myself it's leo and um and a lady named sylvia lovely and uh we're very very happy that we're going to be able to to go on this venture together so that's so exciting I know we have less than a minute. That's what I'm open to talking to you forever. But like, <laughs> that was the last um, question I had for you, basically. I, You've been giving me notes on this podcast, or for me, for my podcast. That's the great thing about the group. But like, I've loved talking to you. You too. I, I, I would love to have you on my podcast, like literally whenever you want. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate it. We'll, get, we'll chat sometime soon. I'll have you on mine too. We'll do it. I'm just a, currently in a chaotic state state of the life, but you know, we're almost out of it. We're almost out of the sea. So <laughs> that's um yeah, I'll see you in a couple of weeks too. So yeah, yeah, thank we'll see you, you for soon. being on. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh. Okay, well, I feel like it's going to shut off 